Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Alyssa Antonelli once again. Super excited to be alongside Alyssa, who is our foremost vacation planning expert and the co-owner of Mickey Travels. We are super excited about today's episode here for you. We do have a special guest, and we are talking about something specific that we actually haven't covered here on the podcast before, and that is Run Disney. So we're super excited to jump into that. Run Disney has become extremely popular amongst Disney fans and just you know running fans alike so super excited to have our guest on today i do want to mention before i jump into that that this episode and every episode of the mickey bog podcast is brought to you by mickey travels we'll talk more about mickey travels later on in the episode as we always do but let's jump right into our guest today because we are just so excited to have neely gracie on the show neely began running in the eighth grade and quickly saw success which deepened her motivation to pursue big goals. It started at the high school level, where she won four Pennsylvania state championships. Upon graduation, she attended Shippensburg University, became an eight-time D2 national champion. During Neely's time at SU, she studied human communication with a coaching minor because she knew she wanted to become a pro athlete and started coaching other runners towards their goals. In 2012, she signed her first pro contract, and in 2013, Get Running Coaching was born. The business has continued to grow, as has Neely's family with the additions of her two sons, Athens in 2018 and Rome in 2021. Love those names, by the way. Very excited to ask you about that. (laughs) She believes coaching helps inspire her to keep working towards her goals as a runner, coach, and a mother. Neely is a four-time Olympic trials qualifier. She She was the top American at the 2016 Boston Marathon and is the 11th American female ever to break 70 minutes in the half marathon. Her latest venture has been a two-year process to produce her first book. Neely's passion as a coach has come to an all-new level of excitement with the new release of Breakthrough Women's Running, Dream Big and Train Smart. She's thrilled to bring her experience from both an athlete and coach perspective together in these pages and will provide a new roadmap to women runners who are chasing big goals. And specifically, because we are a Disney podcast, Neely made Disney headlines when she won the Princess Half Marathon in February of 2023, making history as the only only one of the three women ever to take out the top spot in the virtual podium. Very exciting. And along alongside this very in-depth bio here, which is extremely impressive, uh, I do want to mention some of her personal best when it comes to running includes two hours and 30 minutes for a marathon, one hour and nine minutes for a half marathon, 32 minutes and 16 seconds for a 10K, 15 minutes and 25 seconds for a 5K, and four minutes and 36 seconds for a mile. Extremely impressive. Neely, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. I love when someone does my whole bio. It's always weird whenever I'm the one that has to read it. So. <laughs> Thank you for that very kind introduction and hello everyone. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, sharing some uh, of my experience with Run Disney over the past year. I just want to say from hearing all those incredible accomplishments, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just listening to them going, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. It is literally mind blowing what you've done. So just sitting here listening to what Jared said, I'm like, Oh gosh, I need a drink of water. I, I'm tired. <laughs> I know, I know, and to, and a mom of two. That uh, that's its own that's its own run, as I'm sure you're you're learning. 
But uh, either way, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to start off the interview and the conversation today with, you know, can you talk a little bit about your recent Run Disney event win? Because obviously, as I spoke about, you know, you were only the third woman ever to take out the top spot at the virtual podium. So this was a this was a pretty big deal. And um, you were making headlines amongst a lot of other Disney blogs, Disney sites, uh, local news organizations, everything like that. So for our audience who might not know why that is a big deal, I know you just said you don't like to brag about yourself. But <laughs> if you could uh, take a few moments to explain um, your recent win and uh, and specifically with Ron Disney. Yeah, so uh, my first race of 2023 was uh, at the Disney Princess um, half marathon weekend with Run Disney. Um, I actually ran the 10K uh, on Saturday and ended up winning that one was third overall. Um, two men beat me there. And then the following morning, I did the half marathon. And in the final about quarter mile, um, I passed the leader and ended up winning overall. Um, so beat the men as well as all the women. And that wasn't necessarily my goal going into it. I knew that there was going to be some competitive men. Um, and I was just, you know, strictly uh, racing for the female side. But whenever I saw him in the distance, that final mile, I was like, well, might as well go for it and see what happens. And so it was really fun. It was really exciting. He was very gracious um, and kind <laughs> at the finish line. And I was uh, just kind of blown away by, you know, the entire spectacle that um, a Run Disney uh, event weekend is. So it was really fun. It was really special. And yeah, winning overall was kind of the cherry on top. I have to just ask this, Neely, just to kind of, because you got my my brain kind of just thinking. So when you were in that that position where you saw him about, said about a quarter mile left, mm -hmm. and you said, I'm, you know, what kind of, did you just say to yourself, I, I, like, did you just gain more energy that you didn't know that you had? Did you know you had it? Like, what just did you, did you kind of just say, I, like, what was going on in your brain and in your body? to get yeah. you to that place being so tired i'm sure tired at that point right you know you've run 12 miles at that point um and so what i did in that final mile once i could see him knew he was kind of close um my goal was okay every like minute i'm going to pick it up and so that's kind of what i did i like counted to a minute and then i would accelerate count to a minute accelerate and so i broke that final mile down into really small manageable chunks and that's what allowed me to push through even though i was fatigued i had run hard for 12 miles already at this point um but having it broken down to those small little chunks it was like hey just get through this minute okay accelerate again get through the next minute and that's what allowed me to really close so strong. I ended up running a 515 for my last mile um, when my overall pace was like a 545. Wow. Amazing. I just had to know kind of what was, because I'm sure this is, running is so mental as well as very physical. Yeah, that, this um, you know, I have a lot of history with closing strong. Um, I'd say I kind of pride myself in being someone who has a little bit of an extra <laughs> kick at the end. 
Um, I always set myself up to have a negative split. So I start off slower and I finish faster. Um, and that's just my racing style. It's what I feel the most comfortable with. Um, and so I was able to execute that plan, which is my usual plan um, for races. So I have the confidence in myself from years and years and years of doing it that I know I can have something extra there at the end. That's amazing. Um, so just really quick, I also was just kind of curious. I mean, obviously, Jared went through your incredible resume and your career, which is just mind blowing. <laughs> um, and I guess, you know, did you kind of always know that this is something a you wanted to do and that you would do you you know excel in yeah it's interesting um i think my life growing up was slightly unique compared comparatively to most little children um my dad was an olympian and he was training at a very highly competitive level whenever i was little so it just to me you know that was a normal thing that people did I remember on like career day at school, he came when I was like, you know, six and did like a little run through the parking lot with my classmates. And, um, you know, I remember going to races with him and then he retired from professional running when I was seven. Um, but up until that point, we used to spend summers in Colorado for altitude training. And to me, that was just normal. You, every kid goes to Colorado for the summer for altitude training, you know? Um, so then once he retired from professional running, he became a coach. So then I was around running all the time. Um, for like at the collegiate level. And so, you know, I, I guess I just didn't really know any better um, that, you know, it's a little bit of a unique thing. So it was about when I was 13 that I was like, okay, you know, until that point I had done horseback riding and community theater and, you know, all the fun things that you do as a kid. Um, and at that point I was like, Hey, I want to train. Like I want to actually focus on running. And so my dad started coaching me. Um, and I saw a lot of success really quickly. Um, I ran like a 22 minute 5k when I first started training and about six months later ran under 18 minutes for the 5k. Um, and so that also gave me a lot of like excitement about the sport. Um, and I'm just a naturally like pretty motivated person. My dad always said when he was coaching me that like, the hardest thing was he always had to hold me back that like I would do anything he threw at me. So uh, I think that's kind of carried on now, you know, I'm 20 years into running and training at a pretty high level. Um, and you know, my, my beginning was just, I think a little bit more unique than most people's. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I honestly, Alyssa, I think it's early enough in the podcast or late enough in the podcast, I'm not sure, to confirm that Neely is faster than Alyssa and I. It's It could be <laughs> yes. close, but I, I feel confident about that assumption. I will give that to her. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, I think not gonna I'm not going to argue. No. Nope. We, uh, we argue about certain Disney topics. We're not going <laughs> to argue about this one. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I did want to ask you, Neely. So first of all, was this your first run Disney event? And then also, if it was, could you speak a little bit about like, you know, how did you first learn about run Disney? What made you like initially want to sign up? Totally. So uh, this was my first run Disney weekend. 
um, which was really exciting. I was super stoked about it. Um, actually, one of my sponsors uh, sponsors run Disney, and so that uh, was kind of my connection. Um, they kind of offered me like, hey, you know, we get entries. So if you want to run it and take the kids and I was like, please get me out of Colorado in the winter. It <laughs> sucks here. So um, it also was just a bonus that my in-laws winter in Orlando. And so we would have extra hands with the kids. They could pick us up from the airport, you know, just all those like little logistical things. Um, so uh, I was like, yes, all in, like, let's go, let's do it. Um, so we ended up get, staying at Animal Kingdom Resort, um, and it was an absolute blast. The whole weekend was just like completely mind blowing. Um, but we are frequent Disney, uh, you know, travelers. Um, my, my in-laws, like I said, are in Orlando. And so we often, usually about once a year, we'll come, um, spend a week or two with them and we'll go to Disney. Um, so my kids were stoked, uh, to get that chance to go not once, but twice <laughs> this past year. Um, so that kind of all tied into it. It just felt really, um, like really good to me because I want my kids to look back on these times of mom racing and it being like, it was awesome. It was so fun to get to go with mom while she raced and worked. Um, and so that was like it just tied in really well that we could take the kids to Disney and that we could have, you know, a really great weekend together as a family while I also got to get in my first races of the year. That's amazing. Awesome. I mean, one of the things that, you know, Jared and I were talking about as we were, you know, wanting you to come and, and talk with us is, you know, Run Disney has just exploded. Um, you know, I've been a travel planner um, over 15 years, and I can tell you when I first got started, um, you know, like I said, it just, you know, as as Run Disney evolved, it was, you know, some people did it and, you know, you, you heard about it just randomly. Now it's just, I, I call it a cult, but not in a bad way. Like it's, it really is. It's like, you know, like people like Jared are really into Star Wars and I call him part of the Star Wars cult. Um, again, very respectfully, but run Disney has definitely become huge, um, to the point where it sells out so quickly on the days that, you know, the, um, it opens. Um, I, we have people who are dying for bibs and, you know, can't get them. And, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of merchandise that you can purchase as well. So it's really become obviously a huge thing. Um, I, mean, I guess my question would be, you know, obviously it sounds like you have a great fondness for Run Disney. Um, you know, would you say just overall, like, would you be excited to, you know, do you feel like you're part of the Run Disney family? Uh, I mean, I would say you definitely are. Something like, was the experience just really amazing? Obviously you've run many different runs and it probably might be hard to compare. Um, but was it just a really great experience to be a part of that? 
it was so special. And obviously my situation was a little bit unique in that I was given a bib and I didn't have to fight for one. Um, <laughs> but I will make a note for, for anyone that wins a Run Disney event, you get a free entry for the next year. So that can be the motivation for those who want to get I'm in. I'm going to win. Just so you know, I'm going to win next year. Perfect. <laughs> um, I'm saying it right here on the pod <laughs> right now. I'm winning. Look, Jared's I, laughing I, at I me. Um, so with my coaching business, I actually work with quite a few people in the Orlando area. Um, one of my athletes ran the uh, races at Princess um, and did my warm up with me and everything. Um, and Danny, he actually works for Disney. So he knew all the ins and outs, um, helped me navigate the expo and getting my bib and all these things that I'm honestly not even used to doing. I usually don't even go to the expos. I go to the technical meeting for the professional athletes and they hand you a bib there. And so um, it was really fun for me to get to be a part of like every step of the process um, and really learn about like, wow, this is the hype. Like. When you're awesome. just so far removed um, from the energy, um, like at a pretty serious professional event, um, it does it doesn't feel the same. And so that was something that was really special to me for Disney was like I had to go to the expo and wait in the line to get my bib and like be a part of the thousands of people. I think there were like twenty thousand for the weekend of um, Princess and. I was like, this is amazing. And then following the race, um, I ended up reading that Disney has like four of the top 10 largest road races in the US. And I had no idea it was such a big deal. So Run Disney, like you said, has really boomed um, and they are very popular events. And now I know why. Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I remember, you know, I've only ever done, I think it was like a 5k and this was a part of like an event when I was a, a teenager, my mom sort of, uh, was doing some work with Disney and I got to go along and do like a 5k. I was in much better shape at 14 years old. That's all I know. Uh, but regardless, I remember feeling how cool it was to, to run through one of the Disney parks. I thought that was amazing and really to fun. see to see characters as you're going along, everything like that. It's really a unique experience. So I guess my next question for you would be like, um, if, if someone's sort of on the fence or, or not really sure if they should do it, uh, why, why in your opinion should they consider it? Especially, I mean, you work as a coach, so you work with a lot of, uh, I'm sure runners of, of every um, level, beginner, intermediate, advanced, you know, professional, all sorts of different runners. So for someone who's sort of on the fence about it, you know, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of runners for Run Disney that are kind of on the fence about it, but they're huge Disney fans. They're like, you know what? I actually, I could run if I'm running through Epcot, you know? So I guess that's my question is, that, is why would you sort of recommend it to somebody who's, who's on the fence? Yeah. Well, to start, I have five athletes who are like very big run Disney fans. And so they try to get into all the different races and it's like devastating if they have to miss one or something. So, um, it's been really fun. And I, after, you know, the race and everything, I was like talking with them. I was like, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> like I, I understand. 
Um, so the thing for me that I really like about Run Disney is I felt like it was the perfect blend of very organized and well orchestrated, but not too serious. And there was this whole like element of fun and excitement. You know, the race starts with fireworks and it ends with confetti. And there's, you know, all of these characters and lights and music throughout the course. Um, and that was just so fun uh, and made the whole experience like really special um, in comparison to a lot of the more serious road races that I have done in the past where there's like a beer at the finish line kind of celebration. <laughs> um, so I love that Disney kind of goes over the top with that. Um, and it does, it creates just like a really neat environment, um, especially for those who are not trying to perform at a really high level. Um, it just, you know, if, if it's someone who's like, Hey, I want to like finish a half marathon, which is the most popular distance, um, for races. And so it's like that with, that's the perfect one. Like you have all of these distractions along the way, you have thousands of people who are there supporting you and running right along beside you. Um, you can make a whole vac vacation out of it. Um, we always, like to do what we call runcations. Um, so you like, you know, plan a run around your place that you want a vacation. Um, and so you have to trademark that runcation. Runcation. That's really clever. Yeah. Hold on, let me write that down. That's what Jared's like, let me call my trademark attorney. That's yeah. a great, great term. I love that. I yeah. love it so, so much. So that's like something I always love to do, especially at the end awesome. of a season. It's like perfect. You should always have like a runcation um, so that you like finish your race and then you celebrate. Um, so anyways, I I feel like that is, you know, one of the reasons why um, is the, the great level of organization, but the side of fun. Um, that is just hard to find that combo anywhere else. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I am going to get into our, uh, our break before we get into the second half of our episode here. But, you know, I just had a question that sort of came to me while we were talking here. And that's a, a little bit about, you know, representation, because I feel like, you know, it's important to note, and I'm going to keep going back to it. Don't worry. I'm I'm talking about your intro. You don't have to talk about it. But no, I just wanted to say that like, you know, has it dawned on you how big of a deal it is to girls out there and women out there that you were first overall? Because it's one thing to be first for the women, but being first overall is is a very big deal because there are people everywhere who are fighting for equal rights and and you know, the fight with um you know women's sports is has been something that's been ongoing for a long time as well uh when it comes to representation when it comes to acknowledgement um so uh, did that ever cross your mind um and has it before as you've continued to go on this journey because uh, i just found that specific little tidbit pretty pretty important to note yeah no i appreciate that and you're right it's something to be really proud of and to really celebrate um, you know, it's happened to me a couple times throughout my career where I've been the first across the line and I've beat the boys. 
um, you know, it started on the playground in eighth grade when, or, when I would, or, you know, I, I could beat the boys at that point. Um, that was pretty fun. But yeah, you know, I think that now um, when I look back, uh, it's never been a race of this magnitude. It's been, you know, a couple hundred people in the race or a, a small local 5K, um, you know, or even last year I won a half marathon, but I think there were only about a thousand people in the race versus 20,000, you know, so it's That's incredible it's, by the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it's a really big deal. Um, and I am very proud of it. And of course there's tons of men out there who could have beat me on that day. Um, you know, had they competed and run, but for me to be able to, to run to my best capability and for, you know, the chance to come out on top. Um, I love competing and it was a lot of fun. That race to like close so strong and to be the first one to cross the line and, you know, to have really put forth a strong like mental fortitude in those last couple miles. Um, it was awesome. It was really special. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to uh, go to our break before we hit the second half of our episode. But before we hit the second half of our episode, I'm just going to mention that this episode of the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com. Making magic one vacation at a time. And it's that time of year, folks, where people are really starting to plan for the holidays with holiday parties being launched. So if you want to get ahead of that curve and if you're thinking about coming down, definitely reach out to Mickey Travels. So, you know, Neely, I did want to also mention that um, as I talked about in the intro briefly, you went on a two-year venture to complete a book. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, so our listeners and viewers can learn a little bit more about that and, and maybe uh, maybe consider uh, get, getting one themselves? Totally. Yeah. So um, in March of 2020, not everything that happened that month was bad. Um, one of the emails that I received during that month was an invitation to co-author a book. And I jumped on the opportunity. Um, it's something that's always kind of been a bucket list thing for me. Um, there was just such little female representation um, when it came to coaching literature. And so when I was in college, I was a human communication major with a coaching minor. And I had the intention of becoming a coach. And I really tried to find information out there about female coaches um and there was nothing and so i created this book that was by a female coach written for female athletes and it just felt like okay this is something that is everything i would have wanted <laughs> as a young athlete um as a female runner learning about the sport um and so each chapter is um kind of its own thing um, so it's a nice read. You don't have to pick it up and read front to back. You can kind of read chapter to chapter on what, you know, interests you, what, um, you're kind of dealing with at the moment. So chapters on goal setting, fueling and hydration, pregnancy and running, female athlete hormones, uh, breathing while running, um, training plans surrounding running, um, 
how to adjust if you get sick or injured. Um, and then, you know, strength training, um, injury prevention, all different kinds of things. So each chapter has its kind of own um, theme. And then I wanted it to be, uh, I, I really don't like dry textbooky style reading. Hmm. And so I wanted it to be very um, aesthetically pleasing. So it's color, there's photographs. I tell lots of personal stories um, amidst the pages. We brought in a lot of um, well-known female professional runners who also share their stories. Um, and so, you know, it just, it came together really well. Um, and ultimately I just wanted there to be a resource out there that was written for women uh, by women. And so I think we accomplished our goal. That's, awesome. That's incredible. That's just amazing. Especially, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm at all an expert in running, but, you know, if a woman wants to get the best information and advice, she doesn't want just a general book on running that would really maybe apply to men and women or yeah. just men. You know, you want that focus on, you know, like your perspective, like you said, as a woman for women, which is great. So I think that's wonderful. Um, so my other question would be, you know, for people who are just, you know, they hear your story, you're inspiring, no question about it. Um, and they're they're getting started. They've never run, they've never trained. This is like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I'm not looking to do like, you know, a, a two hour, you know, full marathon kind of thing. Um, you know, what's your coaching style um, when it comes to somebody who comes to you, who, you know, or how you would approach somebody who just wants to get started in a mm -hmm. safe, healthy way. Absolutely. So one of the things um, that I wanna start off with is like, the cool thing about running is that there are so many different levels. Um, and there are times in your life where running will meet you in different phases. And so for me, I have trained at a very high serious level being ranked nationally and everything. I've also done walk run postpartum after having to take six months off because I couldn't run during my first pregnancy and running was there for me in both ways. And so I think that's something that's really unique and special about our sport is that I can relate to people who are just starting because I've been there. I know what that's like. Um, you know, you have to run one minute on, then you have to walk a minute because your body is starting from ground zero. And the excitement that comes from seeing the progression that can happen um, is quite honestly more exciting and more meaningful to me than race performance itself. Yeah, I like to race well. It's fun to, you know, win races. It's fun to be competitive. Um, but I maybe race six, seven, eight times a year. And the other... 350 something days, I'm out doing my little runs, you know, <laughs> because it brings me joy and I like it. Um, and so whenever I work with athletes, um, we work, uh, so Get Running Coaching has two coaches, myself and Coach Bridget. Um, we work with runners of all ages, all levels, all abilities, all goals. Um, and we have some athletes who strictly are run walk athletes. They're like, I have no interest 
I, my body doesn't hold up if I do just run. Um, I need the run-walk component, but I want the structure. Um, and I, I know that I need support and um, accountability when it comes to my training. Um, other people we have, you know, who are qualifying for the Olympic trials. Um, so we have a very broad range of athletes that we work with. In my book, I have four training plans. I have a 5K, 10K training plan, a half marathon training plan, a marathon training plan, and a run-walk training plan. And so that's one way that like you can get started is check out the book, uh, Breakthrough Women's Running. Um, it, you know, training plans work for anyone. You don't have to just be a female athlete to try it. Um, and you can start with the run walk and use the book as the progression um, to build up your your fitness and your stamina so that you can successfully complete that 5K or 10K or half marathon or whatever it is that your goal um, might be to accomplish, um, you know, if you choose to do a race and you want some, you know, structure and direction to get there. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess I wanted to go back to a topic we were talking a little bit about earlier, and that's uh, Run Disney specifically when it comes to people and their comfort levels. Because obviously, you know, as you were just saying, you know, everybody's kind of different comfort levels when it comes to getting into running. Um, and uh, I think one of the cooler things about Run Disney is there are events really for everybody. Um, of course, there are events for much more experienced runners, but um, it's it can also be extremely inclusive in that way. So I guess my, my uh, topic here is, you know, Disney, I guess, as Alyssa and I both know, um, working in this industry is, is sort of a safe haven or like a comfort place for many people out there. Um, you know, that's why many people refer to it as home, like I'm home when I walk into the Magic Kingdom. So, you know it's it's gonna feel more inclining i guess to a disney fan who's just getting into running to oh my gosh i get to run through the magic kingdom comparatively to you know the the town the local town 5k where some of the people are dressed up as lobsters and i'm not hating on the people who do that by the way like honestly i'm mostly just like concerned about them passing out or not but still but regardless, I guess, uh, you know, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know you spoke earlier about, you know, fireworks and how cool uh, of an event it is. But, you know, Run Disney, as Alyssa mentioned, has grown so much over the years. And, and you know, for Disney fans, it's really like a, a cool combination, especially if like, let's say, you know, like many people are, maybe your two biggest passions are running and Disney, you know, because there's probably a lot of people like that out there. So it's going to feel more inclining to do an event like this. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes a ton of sense. And like I said, I have an athlete who literally he doesn't do any other races except run Disney <laughs> events. Um, and that's just, he's like, that's what motivates me. So it excites me, no interest in anything else. And I was like, cool, no problem. Um, there's, you know, <laughs> four events a year if you stick to just Orlando, but you can even go out and, you know, to California and to, you know, other countries and get involved in other things. So um, he's, you know, very content with that. It's what motivates him and what's, it's what drives him. Um, you know, for me, I can see it. I, I get it. I know why. Um, and especially once you kind of figure out, okay, this is how you enter. Um, this is, you know, all the little like, uh, inside scoop on 
how the, the Run Disney weekends go um, and, you know, what you need to be to make it successful. I think for me, the hardest part is the 5 a.m. start um, because I like to wake up three hours before the race begins. And so I'm waking up at like one in the morning <laughs> so that <laughs> I can do everything I need to do. Um, you know, I like to be able to eat enough. So I have to wake up early enough. Um, I like to have coffee three hours out. I, you know, and then we had to be at the start and leave the hotel at three 30 and, you know, it was like quite the ordeal. So I did that two mornings in a row for the 10 K and the half marathon. And man, by the afternoon of the half, I was trashed. I was so tired. Um, and it made me realize, wow, like these people that do the dopey challenge on uh, marathon weekend, they're doing the 5k, the 10k, the half and the full. And the fourth day is when they're waking up early for the full marathon. And I'm like, that is the big challenge is not so much all the miles and the race itself, but the, the 5am, you know, start times, uh, for each of those days. So that was, um, a little eye opening for me and helps me guide my athletes a little bit more, um, because I, I can feel <laughs> what it is actually like on those days. It's funny you mentioned about, you know, obviously the, the runs at Walt Disney world and of course out in California and you probably know that there's actually a 5k on castaway key at disney's private island the bahamas when you cruise there so they no, just have the runs no everywhere idea. yeah what? a lot of people will walk yeah. it but there is a 5k it's called can the... you can you set me up a travel trip there please yes exactly so i mean people you know you get your little medal and there's merchandise i mean obviously it's much more low-key you're on a on an island, you know, That's and it's awesome. kind of just chill. Right. But like their runcation. Isn't that the I mean, talk about what? Like you run your 5K and then you chill on the beach with a pina colada with the ship in the background. Doesn't get much better than that. I so mean, I wanted to share that with you in case you were unaware of that. I was unaware. So I will there, add that to my There you go. List. There you go. Thank That's you. amazing. And it's a beautiful island as well to run around. So oh, I love it. Um yeah. So so one of the things I was gonna say, and I think you've obviously touched on this multiple times through the conversation. Um, you know, obviously Disney's not the only place you run. Um, but it sounds like you also do have a, a love for Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, in addition. So I guess I would ask you just on a almost like a putting the run aside for a minute but like what are some of your favorite things about you know walt disney world and what's your favorite park and your favorite character and just some of your just your favorite things to do with your kids yeah um so i really like animal kingdom that's probably my my favorite um i my kids really like animals and so i really enjoyed the shows that are there um, I like the variety of rides that they have for younger kids, but then also adults. Um, and I feel like it's just a little bit less chaotic than like a Magic Kingdom would be. Um, I also really enjoy Epcot. Um, that, you know, the more adult vibe, but then also um, the show there uh, is really neat. I know they just changed it. Um, and so we watched that uh, when we were there in March for spring break. And that was a lot of fun. So I say those are probably my two top parks um, awesome. that we choose to go to. 
Um, my favorite character is uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Aww. And it was just so awesome that the 10K um, at Princess this year was uh, Belle themed. And so I actually ran in a tutu, um, which was the first time in my whole life that I've ever dressed up <laughs> <laughs> in a race before. Not the most comfortable so material. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll have to save that one for Ariel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. great that's great i love that i have another quick question that just kind of came to my mind after you do the runs um do you that again i don't know if you go back to your resort and you just crash you know like especially if you're getting up that early um but when you go to the parks well two questions one do you wear your your medals um which most people do and they're very proud of that and do you get recognized for being who you are and do people stop you in the parks and say, oh my gosh, you're the winner, you know, or does that happen? Yeah, it did. It happened a little bit um, this time. Uh, on Saturday, um, after the 10K, we just stayed at the resort. I took a nap um, with my littlest and then we went swimming and just hung out. Um, but yeah, I did. I wore my medal around the resort and there were definitely some people who recognized me and um, there awesome. were tons of people there for race weekend. So that was really cool and fun. Um, and then the day after the half, um, we went and did parks and stuff. And that's when I said, I was like, so dead and exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> But it was kind of like win in Rome, you know, so we went for it um, and I rallied for the kids. Uh, but one of the nice things, though, was that staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I mean, like we with our kids ages, they were one in four at that point. Um, we literally didn't even need to leave the resort like they would are they were so thrilled to just be there to see the animals yeah. out our window um, to you know, the pool was awesome. Um, they had an arcade room. They had like a craft and game room with like a movie theater, <laughs> all different things. That so, was your bubble. That yeah, was your Disney were bubble so right happy. there. Um, yeah. And so we honestly didn't even need to leave, but we did go to Animal Kingdom um, and, you know, went to um, experience the whole weekend, you know, that you just have to do if you're there, um, you know, saw the fireworks at Magic Kingdom and all of that. So we, we really made the most of it. But one cool thing was that um, the races were so early. Uh, so, you know, I started at 5 a.m. Um, for the 10K. I ran 35 minutes. Um, I did a little cool down. They bust me back to the hotel and I woke my family up when I walked in the door. <laughs> so they slept the whole time. And then marathon, I was like, well, they'll surely wake up, but hopefully they'll sleep a little bit, you know? Um, so I, you know, start at 5 a.m. I run an hour and 15 minutes. I do like, you know, some interviews, talk to people after the race, um, get back to the hotel wake the family up. They were all still sleeping. I was like, it couldn't have been more perfect. <laughs> so my husband thought he was going to have it rough um, having the kids by himself in the hotel room, but it, it ended up working out just fine. I was like, you guys are so silly. So that was That's cool. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that absolutely is very cool. I think, you know, I've personally learned a lot throughout this episode 
Um, and I and I do hope a lot of our listeners um, were convinced, at least to if if not to join Run Disney, but uh, perhaps to just go out there and start running if you haven't done it yet, um, because there that's a it's a massive uh, you know group of um, you know fans behind the running world and people who continue to get into it, and uh, I think that's awesome. Um, I had a I had sort of a random question for you because uh, one of my friends actually um, has uh, his father recently completed a marathon in and in every state in the U.S., uh, which I thought was really cool. And um, I started thinking about it, and like one of the one of the bucket list things that I want to do is see all the uh, MLB ballparks before um, you know before uh, I'm gone, and so. Uh, I know a lot of runners who join races, you know, even people maybe who've never been at Disney World might join a run Disney event. And that's a pretty cool way to first see the parks, uh, see it all to yourself. But, um, you know, I guess my random question for you to get away from run Disney for a second here before we wrap up today's episode is, do you have a specific race um, or run that comes to mind that you always think back on most fondly? Um, whether it's for I got to see really cool mountains or uh, this had some sentimental value to you or it was a very amazing win, you know, whatever whatever the reason. Is there any specific run or race that, that you look back on most fondly throughout your career so far? Yeah, that's really interesting. A few come to mind. Um, so in... 2009, um, I competed for the U.S. for the first time um, at the World Championships, and they were in Amman, Jordan. It was my first time leaving the country as well, and that was very eye-opening to me um, to be in a very foreign country um, and to experience an entirely new culture um, and, you know, the honor of putting on the Team USA kit and everything was really really special and profound um, to me. I was a freshman in college, and so it was, um, you know, very powerful and meaningful. Um, I've since represented the U.S. four more times, um, and so they've all held, uh, you know, a special place in my heart. And then uh, one race that I like to do every year is here in Colorado called the Boulder Boulder 10K, and it's one of the top 10 largest road races in, in the U.S., um, and there's about 40,000 people who run this 10K. And it's similar to a run Disney in that it's very, um, very well organized or organized um, and upfront kind of serious um, with some faster athletes. Um, but then there's a lot of bananas that run and, you know, people that have fun and there's bands along the course and there's you know, slip and slides to do. <laughs> um, and it just becomes this like whole uh, fun event on Memorial Day. And so at the end, they, uh, once you finish, you finish in the CU football stadium. Um, they give you, you know, a drink, a little lunchbox of food, and then you sit and they run the professional race last. 
And so the pro race goes while the stadium is full from everyone else who completed the race. Um, and then you finish in the stadium and it feels like you're, you know, at the Olympics or something um, to have that ability to have, you know, 100,000 people because um, it's the finishers as well as their friends and family and fans and everything. And the stadium's just packed with all of these people um, watching you come into the stadium and finish. And so it's one of my favorite events. Um, and then they do a really cool Memorial Day celebration um, with parachuters that fly in and music and everything. And so it's pretty special. Um, so I guess one of my themes is that I like events and races that have more meaning um, than just being a run. Um, and so that's you know one of the reasons why I liked the the Run Disney event as well. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So Neely, do you feel, I know your boys are young. Do you foresee them getting into this um, in any way, shape or form? Maybe not professionally, but just even, you know, kind of just for fun, maybe like your dad got you into it. Do you, do you kind of foreshadow that with the boys? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, my husband and I both run, um, we ran in college. That's how we met. And then, you know, he, he's continued to run, um, not race and compete as much, but he's Boston qualified and that sort of thing. Um, he actually is my coach. And so our life, oh. yeah, is very running focused. Obviously, you know, my job is <laughs> a run coach. Um, and the kids, are often involved in my uh, running endeavors. Um, one of our our latest things is that the older one can now bike with us while we run. And so that's been really special. So the other day, my husband and I ran, I pushed Rome in the single stroller and then Athens biked beside uh, and we ran them to school and dropped them off. And it was so cool. It was like, oh yes, like new level unlocked. You know, we were I'm guessing doing school it. was like a hundred miles away. <laughs> I'm picturing it's um, not just down the road. One mile. Um, it is uphill, though. So that was impressive. Um, uh, so that's been really fun. And yeah, he's done about four miles of biking so far. Um, so, you know, I include the kids a lot. I really want them to just not really know any different. Like, this is just a healthy, active lifestyle that we lead. Um, it's just, you know, part of what our family does is we like to spend a lot of time outside um, using our body. And I think that, you know, whether they choose to run or choose to compete um, totally is irrelevant to the fact that I just want them to find something that they're passionate about that promotes a healthy active lifestyle for their future. Um, but you know, I, I did promise that I would share details on their names. Um, amazing names, by the way, <laughs> like you. the coolest <laughs> names ever. So, um, we've had our, you know, the idea, um, of our kids names for over 10 years. Um, we've been married for 10 and a half years now. Um, and before we got married, we kind of decided that we were going to name our kids after Olympic cities. And my dad was in the Olympics. He was in Barcelona, which is not the coolest name. So we were like, okay, let's come up with like some other cool cities. Um, but that's where we got the idea. And so Athens, obviously the birthplace of the modern Olympic games. Um, so pretty much as soon as we found out we were having a boy, we were like Athens. Perfect. That's his name. Um, so it's Athens Spence, which is my maiden name. Um, and then Rome 
we really, that was kind of our, our second choice um, for a boy's name. And for a girl, there were a lot more options. Um, and so we kind of tossed around like Berlin, Sydney, Paris, London, um, but never actually ended up having to decide on any of those. So. I'm obsessed with like, and not only are they just super cool names, but they have meaning. And that's the thing I have to say my takeaway nearly from you is not only obviously how focused you are, how dedicated you are. Um, I just love your message. But I think the thing I love the most is just the meaning behind everything that you seem to do, whether it be with your family, with your profession, you just seem to be passionate inside about the things that you choose. And I think that is absolutely beautiful when you have a passion and then you can integrate that into your professional and your personal life. I think that's, that's my takeaway from you. I mean, I think you you are, after only knowing you for 51 minutes, I think (laughs) you are an exceptional person. Um, Yeah. It's, it's like an honor to have actually listened to your story and have had you share that with all of us. I truly mean that. Well, thank you. Um, And I have one more thing. Um, (laughs) So I, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned like, you know, about including my kids in what I like to do. And so I figured I would share my next goal with you. And my next goal um, is this Friday, I am going to attempt the stroller mile world record. And I'm pushing a little woman in the stroller. Um, and I'm, you know, going for it. So I think it'll be really special. And it's just kind of, again, but with the meaning, I really want to show other parents out there that having kids doesn't prevent you from chasing your goals. Um, and it doesn't need to hold you back. We wish you so much luck with that. Thank you. And that is incredible. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh yeah. my gosh, we wish you so I much luck. First. <laughs> oh, yeah. people we know. I have that, to say, Jared, tell me if you agree. I don't think we've ever done a podcast where I've had more chills throughout the hour we've spoken <laughs> as I have listening to Neely. Like, would you agree? I mean, we've had great, po- don't get me wrong, but just the, you've inspired and I, I'm just sort of in awe of of who you are. Yeah, and- I I agree. I mean, I think for me, you know, I, uh, you know, my first love really was sports. Um, I was a three sport athlete my whole life and uh, planned to go play collegiate tennis. And, you know, I thought even when I went off to school for journalism and, and I planned to go study sports journalism, like that's all I thought I ever wanted to do. Um, and then my love for travel and theme parks started outweighing that over time. But this episode was fun to me because I got to kind of combine a few different passions and getting to speak with an athlete was a lot of fun. So first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I I totally echo Alyssa's, you know, sentiments. Um, you know, I think you're very inspiring and there's a reason why I wanted to specifically ask you about, you know, um, you know, you not just representing a professional athlete in general, but to do so for, for all the girls and all the women out there, uh, you know, who, who are absolutely, I guarantee you inspired by you because, you know, that's, uh, it's a, it's, it's no simple feat to, 
to what you recently did at Run Disney and what you've done throughout your career. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Neely. I hope you enjoyed your your hour with us. And um, uh, can I ask one thing, Jared? Not to interrupt, but Neely, course, yeah. where can uh, both of us and the our listeners? Uh, if you could tell us the name of your book again and where we could find that, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. And first, I just want to say I should just like call you guys whenever I'm having a bad day or something because all these compliments. Tell me something good. <laughs> We're we need to record another podcast. <laughs> Are you guys busy on Friday? <laughs> You could just like be my hype team or something. Um, but yes, so my my book is called Breakthrough Women's Running. You can find it on Amazon. Um, you awesome. can also find it on my website if you wanted a signed copy, which makes a really cool gift, um, which is getrunningcoaching.com. And then I am easily accessible on Instagram um, at Neely S. Gracie. Uh, and I always love to hear from people on there. Um, I'm very happy to respond to any questions that people have. So feel free to reach out. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. They, thank you so much again for coming on. And for all of our listeners and, and viewers out there, if you're watching on YouTube uh, and you want to go check out some of Neely's work, of course, please go do so. Um, you know, buy that book and, and uh, head over to the website and, you know, Maybe, as I said earlier, maybe this podcast has convinced a few of our listeners to get out there and, and start running um, at, at any level. And uh, even so, perhaps uh, if not, we've convinced a few to try out a Run Disney event because, um, <laughs> you know, that was, a, that was a huge, you know, sort of motivation here and, and Neely couldn't have been a better guest. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Neely, for all of our listeners and viewers. If you're new to this podcast... Feel free to subscribe. We'd love for you to join us on our weekly adventure here on the Mickey, Mickey Blog Podcast. We release new episodes every single Friday. Um, and of course, we cover all things Disney here at Mickey Blog, from the parks to the cruise line to our destinations all over the globe, the company, the streaming service, even Star Wars, even if Alyssa makes fun of me, even Star Wars. Uh, but regardless, uh, just want to thank all of our supporters, as always, for being supporters of Mickey Blog. And uh, we can't wait to see you on the next episode. See you guys later. Bye.